Father, we give you thanks for the life, the testimony of young Caleb. Thank you, Lord, for your great mercy. Thank you, Lord, that you saved him. Thank you, Lord, that you kept him. Thank you, Lord, that you used his life for your glory. Lord, as we come to your precious word tonight, Lord, we pray that you would undertake for us, that you would speak to us, that you would bring the reality of life, of death, of heaven, and of hell. Lord, that you would grip our hearts afresh, that we have only one life to live, and it will soon be past, and only what is done for Jesus will last. Lord, help us tonight to hear. Give us ears to hear. Lord, bring conviction of sin. Lord, bring the reality of eternity into every heart afresh, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, your Bibles is 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. I'm going to read from verse 13 through to verse 18. And I just want to speak and share on this subject, eternity. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And verse 13 through the verse 18. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's eternity. And so shall we ever, all those that believe that Jesus died and rose again and have accepted him as Lord and Savior, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And we know the Lord will bless the reading of his word. I don't know how many in this room have thought truly and deeply and considered eternity. Eternity simply means the endless life after death, where immortal souls will spend or are destined to spend forever and ever and ever in one of two places, a place called heaven and another place, as the Bible calls it, hell. I wonder how many have considered, really, truly, given thought about eternity. We're so conditioned to think of the present, the time, 
the days, the hours, the weeks, the months, the years, the busyness of life. But I wonder how many have just sat and thought and pondered this thought of eternity. Life after this. What happens after this? You see, we can, we can measure time. Time is measured so we can comprehend it. What I mean by that is we measure time by seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, seasons, and years. So we have a concept of time. So whatever part of the spectrum that you're on in life, because we know that the Bible tells us that we'll have three score and ten years and anything beyond that, it's by the grace of God. So wherever we are on the spectrum, we're able to calculate tonight how much we think that we may have left. We're not guaranteed. There's no promises of tomorrow. But in the natural course of events, the younger ones in this meeting tonight will rightly so consider and think that as they measure time, that they have so many days, weeks, Months, years, and decades left, but you're not guaranteed that. And as we move through the spectrum, because this meeting is quite varied tonight as far as age groups, right from the youngest, right through into the middle-aged, and right through into the latter stages of life, we begin to realize that we can measure time and understand that. We can understand that there is time and we measure that by the days you understand so everyone can grasp that but when we come to this point of understanding eternity it's much more difficult for us to grasp or to measure eternity but eternity is as real as the life that you're living eternity is as real tonight as what you're living now it's time to consider <laughs> eternity, an endless life. Eternity is a reality. Do we consider the after this? Do we consider that after this life, there is an eternity? Do you ever think about it? Do you ever stop? Do you ever, whether we're young or old, you know, not young mom is 27 so people die young and people die old but what we all agree with tonight is one thing we're sure of all of us will die not true anyone think they're going to beat it all of us will die do we consider do we stop for a moment in the busyness of life about eternity what marks our life on gravestones is the year that we're born and the date and the year that we die and the date and we've heard it said often there's a little dash in between and that's your life just a dash that is your life and here's the reality unless you're really famous or infamous one of the two in reality, after one or two generations, you'll be forgotten. 
I'm sorry to burst your bubble. I'm sorry if, if that's not what you way you see it, that everyone will be talking about me for generations after generations. The reality is there are very few people in history that are remembered beyond one or two generations. Most of us are forgotten within a generation or two. But there is a life after death. And have you considered your life? Have you considered the life that you have? Because in that dash, or in that period of time, that you are allotted to live this life, you are born and you will die. And in that time, this is so important, it's measured and it's so minute because it cannot be compared to eternity because we can't measure eternity. But everything that happens within that context of life determines where you go in eternity. So if you make the wrong choice in that short space, the Bible calls it a breath of air or a shadow that appears and is gone. But you make the wrong decision in that life. It determines your eternity. And I would put to you tonight, it's important that you consider eternity. That you give it serious thought that there is a life after this one. Ecclesiastes 9 and 5 says, For the living know, here's one thing you'll know, For the living know that they shall die. See, the living know that. But the dead don't know anything. Neither have they any more a reward. And the memory of them is forgotten. We remember our loved ones. We remember grandparents. We remember those people that had an impact on our life. But as the generations move down, their memory in this scene of time is largely forgotten. The Bible says in Psalm 89 of 48, what man is he that liveth and shall not see death? Shall he deliver his soul from the hand of the grave? Then it says this word, Selah. That simply means you really need to give this serious thought. You need to ponder for a moment. What man is he that liveth and shall not see death? And what after death? What beyond the realm of time? Your fathers, the prophet said, where are they? Your fathers, your grandfathers, your fathers, fathers, and so forth. Where are they? Where are the prophets? Do they live forever? They've been here for a time, and now they're gone. God buries his workmen, but his work continues on. So they are buried. They're here for a short time. They've been given breath, purpose, the calling of God. They've responded to that calling. They've repented and given their lives to Jesus. You have a life to live for the Lord. And that determines that which cannot be measured. That's eternity. Should you not give it some thought? Should you not consider? Should you not stop? in the crossroads of your life and consider eternity. 
What separates you tonight from time that can be measured and eternity that cannot be measured? Listen carefully. Is simply a sigh, a breath, or a twinkling of an eye. Just simply a breath or a twinkling of an eye separates you. That's how close we are to eternity. Think about it tonight. You might be sitting here tonight, maybe the younger ones, and I understand that that's the way you would think. But I've got a whole life ahead of me. I've got another 50, 60 years at this. Maybe at the very final end of life, I'll cry out to God, would you save me? And he'll save me then. But friends, don't be fooled by the deception of the enemy. Have you considered that what separates you from this scene of time and eternity is just a breath and every one of us are breathing tonight. Just naturally breathing. You don't think about it. But one of those breaths one day will be our last breath. Listen. One of those breaths will be our last. One day we breathe something like 12 or 16 breaths on average a minute. But one of those breaths in time, in a second, in a minute, in a day, in a week, in a month, in a year will be our final breath that will usher us from that this scene of time into eternity and what we have done in this scene of time and not dash will determine our eternal destiny listen it's important this is important tonight this is the most important thing in your life not where you're going for school that's important not where you're going to go to work not where you're going to live not where you're going to buy a house not what country you're going to live in the most important thing tonight is the decision that you make concerning jesus christ because a breath or a twinkling of an eye separates you from this scene of time and eternity Praise the Lord, the Bible speaks of a place called heaven. What a place it is. Jesus said in John 14, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you so. I'm going to prepare a place for you. That's the saved. And if I go, I shall come again. And I will receive you unto myself. One day, Christian, we're going to heaven. Amen. Think about it tonight. We're heaven bound. We're going home to be with Jesus. One day we'll leave this scene of time. And we'll enter into the realms of glory. And we will forever be with Jesus. What a day. Are you excited about that? Christian, are you excited about heaven? Are you excited about one day? Your faith will give way to sight and you'll stand face to face with Christ my Savior. Oh, what a day it's going to be when we see Jesus. When we cast our crowns at his feet. When we worship him and crown him Lord of all. The one who saved us by his grace. What a day that's going to be. That's our home. That's our hope. That's our glory. It's Jesus. What a day. Suddenly we're transported in a moment or by a breath. We're transported 
into eternal bliss. What makes it bliss is Jesus. The Bible says in 1 Peter 1 and 8, Whom having not seen, I have never seen Jesus. I've never seen him, but I do love him. I've never seen him, but I do love him. And whom, though now ye see him not, yet I do believe. I do believe, I will believe that Jesus died for me. I believe it tonight. Yet rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. First 9 says this, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. What a day. What a rapture. What a glorious moment when we see Jesus. Paul writing in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, those famous verses, verse 52, he said this, Christian, listen, you're saved tonight. Know this. I hope you all do. But in a moment, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, the trumpet will sound. Listen to this. The dead shall be raised incorruptible. That's the resurrection. We shall be changed. Are you looking forward to being changed? We'll be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. This mortal, that's the body, must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall it be brought to pass the saying, Death is swallowed up in victory. Praise the Lord. O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory. Say, O Lord Jesus Christ. Have you got the victory? The victory of Christ's resurrection. Do you know, I thought for a moment concerning the resurrection of those that are asleep in Christ. The resurrection of Jesus will be repeated millions upon millions of time over as all across this earth, the sea and the graves will give up those that have died in Christ and there'll be a resurrection on this planet like you can't even begin to imagine. Every time a saint who has died in Christ, every time one of those saints by the power of the Holy Ghost rises out of those graves, it's like the resurrection of Jesus being repeated time and time after again. Can you imagine the glory? Can you imagine the chorus? Can you imagine the victory? Can you imagine the shout as we all leave this planet to be ever with the Lord? Friends, we're going home. This is not our home. If you're disappointed and you're saved tonight, something's wrong. It's far better for us to be with Jesus. We have no work to do. We're here for a time. But one day we're going home. We're just passing through. Don't put your roots down too deep. Don't be too disappointed. Don't cling on to your to your to your home and to your finances and to your to your bank account. 
Friends, if you're clinging on, you're going to be disappointed. Just cling on to Jesus. You see in that little dash, it says, store up your treasures in heaven. You see, if the bank's closed tomorrow, you'll lose all your money. See, if you store it up, you'll live in the glory. You'll lose nothing, but you'll gain a great reward. You see, the stocks don't affect us. The share prices don't affect us. The pound sliding doesn't affect us unless you go on your holidays and eat euros. But still doesn't really affect us. None of those things affect us because this is not our home. And so we're passing through this world. The prophets prophesied concerning this. This wonderful resurrection. Hosea said, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be thy plagues. O grave, I will be thy destruction. Isaiah said, he will swallow up death and victory. The Lord will wipe away the tears from off all faces. And the rebuke of his people shall take away from off all the earth. For the Lord has spoken us. Here's some things that are going to happen. For the saints, first of all. Here's some things we need to know. Think about eternity. Think about heaven. Think about going home. Revelation chapter 7 and verse 9. It tells us there of a sight or a scene of a group of people that are innumerable. And we're going to be in that number. We sang it tonight. Do you believe if you sang it tonight? Do you believe it? Revelation 7 and 9. After this I beheld and know a great multitude. Bible says which no man could number. Of all nations, kindreds, people, tongues. And they stood before the throne. And before the Lamb. That's Jesus. Clothed in white robes. Palms in their hands. Cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne, and about the elders and the four beasts, and fell before the throne in their faces, and worshipped God. And they said, Blessing, Amen, blessing, and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honour, and power, and might, be unto our God forever and ever. And one of the elders answered and said, What are these that are red and white robes? And Whence they came, and I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which come out of the great tribulation that washed their robes, made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God, serve him day and night in his temple, and he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They'll hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them for any heat. For the Lamb is in the midst of the throne, shall feed them, and shall lead them on the living fountains of water. Listen, friends, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. No more tears. What a scene of an innumerable company of people who are washed in the blood of the Lamb before the throne and before Jesus. A place of innumerable people, but a place, as we've already mentioned, that's so wonderful. In Revelation chapter 21, it tells us there that God, verse 4, that God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. This is heaven. This is a glorious place. 
and verse 16 of the same chapter, then we see the city. And the city lies four square, the length is as large as the breadth, and the measure of the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. And he measured the wall, 144 cubit, cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of an angel. And the building of the wall was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. He says in verse 22 that I saw no temple. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it, and the city had no need of sun, neither of moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God that lighten it, the Lamb is the light thereof. The nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light. The kings of the earth bring their glory and honor to it. The gates of it shall not be shut by, at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it, and there shall in no wise enter into anything that defiles Neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. You see, this is heaven. This is the place. This is home. This is where we are bound to go. The glory of that moment is incomparable. That moment, remember, it's a moment that separates us from the scene of time and into eternity. In Romans 8, 17, this glory is incomparable. It says, and if the children then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Saints, this is what we're singing about. This is where we're going. This is our heavenly home. This is our hope. This is the reality of this life. There's a vision so clear because this is where I want to come to. In Colossians 3 and 4, it says, When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Listen, then if he's your life, when he appears, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. What a moment. What a moment for the Christian. What a moment for the blood-bought. What a moment for the child of God. That when Christ appears in that moment, him being our life, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Now we see through a glass darkly, but then the Bible says, we'll be face to face with Jesus. I want to stop at this point because this is so important. This is not, friends, this is not a fairy tale. This isn't just us trying to create something and just work our way through something, have some type of religious activity. Brothers and sisters tonight, saints of God, one day and one day soon, we're measuring this time, but either in a moment, either in a moment or in, the, in a breath, we'll pass from this scene of time and suddenly we'll be standing face to face with Jesus Christ. What does that do in your heart? Does that not delight you? Does that not fill you with hope? Does it not fill you with the sense of, oh God, I can't wait to see Jesus. 
I can't wait to meet the Savior. I can't wait to stand before Him. I can't wait to rejoice in His presence to worship Him forever and forever. What will it be when you have passed from time to eternity, redeemed before the Lord? Know all those songs just flow through your spirit all week in the sweet by and by we're going to meet on that beautiful shore. What a day it's going to be when our Savior we shall see. And we see the witnesses. And we see the throngs of saints who have gone before us. Marching in to the pearly gates, to the streets of gold. What glory, what joy, what a place called heaven. As we stand in the presence of Almighty God. Rejoicing in this great salvation. And we look for our loved ones that have gone before. We meet grandparents that have prayed for us, Sunday school teachers that, that taught us in Sunday school, youth leaders that poured their lives and gave their time and their life into our lives to teach us the things of God. And then we meet them on that other side and we rejoice with them. And we rejoice in the glory and the goodness of God and God's great salvation. We see all the thrones and all the generations of those who died in Christ rejoicing around the throne of God to be ever with the Lord. And there's a children's chorus that we're taught from we, we heights. And the words of it go, you know it well. Andy and Ruth are singing, away far beyond Jordan, we'll meet in the land, oh won't it be grand, away far beyond Jordan, we're going to meet in that beautiful land. Then there's another verse, this is the other verse, but if you get there, before I do, you look, you look out for me, as I can tell you, I'm coming to you. But away far beyond Jordan, we're going to meet in that beautiful land. And then what do we do? We shake hands. You're going to be there, bro. If you get there, or if I get there, before you do. You see, the first thing after we see Jesus, I'm just saying what I think, but the first thing after we see Jesus, I'll look out to see if you're there too. I don't know how at that moment, but the first thing that I'll do and the first thing that you'll do, surely is it not, that you'll turn to look for your loved ones? Is that not true? I can see the scene. Can you see it? Just for a moment. I can see as the multitudes stand. Can you grasp the glory, the ecstasy, the, the bliss of heaven. 
a new body. Seeing Jesus, looking into his eyes. Oh, do you not want to hear the words, well done. You've been good and you've been faithful. No, there's rewards. I don't know how it all works, but there is rewards. There's crowns. I don't know how it all works, but there's crowns. But you do just want to hear the words, well done. Don't you just want to hear that? You've been a good and you've been a faithful servant. Now as we stand, will you be there? No, will you be there? You see, that moment divides us. That moment separates us. The Bible tells us clearly. In 2 Thessalonians 1 and 7, You that are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that do not know God. That did not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Daniel said these words, Many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. If hell's not everlasting, neither is heaven. But let me tell you, according to the word of God, both are eternal. There's a scene in scripture, and I'm closing with this. Because I thought of eternity most of the week. And the gathering around the throne and the Lamb. And the glory. I've been trying to grasp the glory and the joy. And what it will be. Oh, what will it be? What will it be? And then there's a scene. I don't know whether we'll see it unfold. I believe we will. I believe we will, but I don't know how. But listen, as I close, there's a scene here. Because this is important that you know this. And we're going to have your attention for a few moments. But this scene... When I thought about it, this scene troubled me. This scene troubled me. Because I turned round and this scene in scripture that the Lord tells us of troubled me. It's found in Matthew chapter 7. And it's the words of the Lord Jesus Christ in verse 21. And he said these words, Not everyone that saith to me, Lord, Lord, this troubles me. It's real. It's the absolute truth, but it troubles me. Lord, Lord, not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. 
But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, those that obey the gospel, that you must repent and turn from your sin and give your life to Jesus. But many at that moment, here's the scene. Many, picture it. It's a real scene. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done wonderful many works. Listen, you may say, well, Tim, I haven't cast any devils out, I haven't done any great works. But it's broader than that. It's actually broader than that. It's more general too. Because the awesomeness of the moment, the awesomeness of the separation, the awesomeness of the saints being gathered with Christ and the separation and those that have not obeyed the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, when the reality of eternity finally grips a heart, when it's forever too late, this is a scene that it's forever too late. This is a scene that you've missed the opportunity. This is a scene that you've ignored the, the pleads of Christ time and time again in gospel meetings. This is a scene that will be played out for so many in that day. Many will say, but Lord, we sat in meetings. But Lord, we sang the song. But Lord, we knew so many Christians. But Lord, my mommy and daddy were saved. But Lord, I had good Christian Sunday school teachers. But Lord, I knew so many believers that I hung out with and run around with. I went to church, Lord. Because the awesomeness of the moment and the time that separates us from life, eternal heaven and hell will suddenly dawn in our hearts. Lord, we, we've done so much. Lord, we went on trips. Lord, we went on mission trips. Lord, we Lord, we heard our mother pray over us at night. Lord, we had a Bible. Lord, we went to we went to means Lord, we, we did really enjoy it underneath it all. We really wanted to, but you know it's our friends what they think and what they say. And so we see the plea and the pleading of so many on that day. It's a troubling scene. Brothers and sisters, it's a troubling scene. There is nothing in this scene that fills our heart with anything but oh God a cry. Lord, as they cry out, Lord, have mercy. Lord, we were with you. Lord, we really wanted to serve you. Lord, we were going to do it when we were older. We were going to do it someday. Someday we were going to serve you. And as the Lord stands and they plead before him, and they cry out, Lord, would you have mercy? Friends, you've rejected mercy your whole life. troubling it troubled me all week it troubled me this scene but it's a real scene no it's real i pray tonight that no one will be found at matthew 7 21 to 23 because after the pleading the pleading the attempting to convince the Lord turns to this group, many, 
It says, many, because few there be to find it. The Lord turns to this many and says these words, friends, these are words that we need to be careful with, but we need to listen to. Then I will profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I want to tell you something. I want you to know this. There's no hard men at the great white throne. There's no bravado. There's no sniggering, I can tell you that. There's no joking. There's no mocking. There's no, I'll tell them what I think. There's no arrogance at the great white throne. There's no pride at the great white throne. There's no shoulders back. The awesome reality in that moment of eternity. Nuri stands, him with nail pierced hands, who pleads for you to come. The one who pleads tonight will be the one that judges you on that great day. The Bible tells us this. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. He will judge every human on this planet. Ecclesiastes 3 and 20 says, all go on to one place. All are of the dust. That's what we are. And all turn to dust again. Who knoweth the spirit of a man that goeth upward? And listen, in this world that they try to tell us that we are no more than an animal. Listen to these words. The spirit of a man will go up and the spirit of a beast will go down to the earth. You're not just an animal. You are fearfully and wonderfully created in the image of God. God has a plan for your life. It begins when you humble yourself by your knee and ask him into your heart. How long will you halt between two opinions? How long will you gamble with your soul, your eternal soul? Because it's a breath or a moment that separates you from eternity. Think about eternity. Saints, what a day it's going to be when we see Jesus.
I mean, are you excited about that? I hope you are. Because that's all we're living for. As Jim Ferner, the missionary, said, he's Cambodia has been here. He's got the most amazing retirement plan and the most amazing pension. It's called heaven. It's called heaven. <clears throat> what a day. You ready? Ready or not? Jesus is coming. Let's pray together.